0: You are listening to the Elevate Empower Evolve podcast with your hosts, Marty Penrad and Dr. Rekha where our primary goal is to give women the tools and confidence to be better advocates for their own health. As a reminder, this information is not medical advice, so please consult your doctor before making any health changes. Let's get these questions answered that you guys gave us. Yes. We had lots of questions
1: on Instagram after our first vitamin D podcast that we put out. So we took the questions that were asked the most and added, of course, in some that we thought are
0: favorites.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And we are going to quickly just run through those.
0: But first, before we even started, we wanted to, I don't think we defined this in the first podcast. So we wanted to define the difference between being insufficient in vitamin D and deficient in vitamin D. Insufficient, as the definition is, means you don't have enough. So you don't
1: have enough for your body to function properly versus deficient, which is used very commonly is a lack or a shortage. So that could mean you're just not up to the levels that are recommended, but your body may be functioning for the most part normal. Insufficient, you don't have enough.
0: And like we said in the first podcast, if you didn't listen to it, I think the ranges that are recommended in the U.S. are like twenty to thirty ng's per milliliter, up to I want to say a hundred. But more and more research is saying that for you to be like normal in vitamin D, your vitamin D level should be at least fifty. So if you're going to lab core and getting your blood work done, and it's thirty, they'll tell you it's normal, but that's really not normal. That's low. But anyway back to the questions. How do I know if I'm deficient in vitamin D is our first question. So
1: approximately 80% of Americans, like we talked about in our last podcast are vitamin D deficient. And the best way to know if you are deficient is to get tested. Um, the signs and symptoms that could lead you to want to get tested could be suppressed immune system. So that means you're getting sick a lot, any kind of autoimmune disease. So if you have an autoimmune disease, it is going to be super important to have the correct levels of vitamin D low energy, mood swings, mood disorders, anything like depression, um, anxiety, um, if you're struggling with, um, ups and downs, weight gain, fatigue, um, Rebecca talks about miscarriages.
0: Yeah. Right? Miscarriages are definitely a thing. If you've had more than one or even one, I would go get a blood test done because it could just be your body's not wanting to support life and your body's not working right. And vitamin D is definitely the first spot on the list to stop. Cause it's very in your hands, fixable an easy fix. Like you can change that in two months and then be good to go.
1: Next question is, can vitamin D deficiency be related to cancer?
0: All right. What a good one. (laughs) So many studies that are occurring right now in their early stages do suggest that having an adequate amount of vitamin D, again, like we just said, not just normal. So you want above that 50 range can reduce your risk of cancer and really any disease in general, anything that's related to inflammation, disease chronic illness, pain, things like that. Research has shown that
1: vitamin D actually regulates your immune response and your inflammatory response, which inflammation equals disease.
0: There's actually, I don't know if you saw this, but tons of stuff coming out right now that if you had normal ranges of vitamin D and that would mean it was even above normal, so like let's say 70, 80, 90, you could not like basically could not get covid. So I think it was like 80% of the people that got COVID had deficient levels of vitamin D, I guess. Which
1: most people in America are not sufficient in vitamin D. Mm -hmm. When I got my
0: vitamin D levels checked last year, I was surprised they were like 40. I was like, what? (laughs) Not good. Better be taking it now. (laughs) I know, right?
1: All right. Third question. So why take D3 and K2 together? We had talked about that on the last podcast.
0: I was trying to look for research to actually like post after this so people can have it, but coincidentally there's not, you want to take vitamin D3 and K2 together to make sure calcium goes to the right place. So basically those calcium channels that we're talking about, when you take D3 and K2 together, it's making sure that the calcium is going to your bones to make sure you get strong bones. It's making sure that your cells are working properly. Um, If you're just taking D3 by itself, those calcium channels aren't regulated because you're not getting that proper like fat intake and your body just kind of can go into mayhem. And that kind of brings us to another question, how can you get vitamin D toxicity or how can you get vitamin D toxicity? Yes, you can get vitamin D toxicity. And I kind of want to go back to that other question because I couldn't find any research on this, but I don't think anyone in the world who has ever gotten vitamin D toxicity was taking a supplement of D3 and K2. And the only way you can get vitamin D toxicity is by taking a supplement you can't get vitamin D toxicity from the sun and you can't get it from food itself. So number one, vitamin D toxicity is super rare, but it affects the body in the sense that it's the excess of calcium. That's making it toxic, not vitamin D itself.
1: Crazy. It makes so much sense. Like, yeah, I don't know. Even a year ago, I just didn't, you just think you can buy nature's way vitamin D
0: and you're covered. Not I think the case, people. people aren't buying quality supplements. You're literally wasting your money, and just don't you, buy them. Just don't take the supplement. Honestly, like because you're number one, probably putting garbage into your body. Like I know a lot of the vitamin D3 supplements have like bad oils in them, and then it's mm-hmm. like, why are you even taking that? You're defeating the purpose of fighting inflammation with adding inflammation. Exactly.
1: I know the one that I had to throw away, I can't have sunflower oil, which is good because it's inflammatory, but it had vitamin D3 K2. And I did not read it before because just like a, um, pharmacist recommended it to me. And I was like, okay, now look on the back and it's sunflower oil. I'm like, what is the point of this now? It's not even a good fat. Like that's not a healthy Mm -mm. fat it's inflammatory. Yeah. All right. Next question. We're getting off topic. <laughs> do I still need to supplement in the summer? Easy answer. Yes, you do. Unless you are going outside at the exact time where the UVB rays are present and you're staying in the sun for 15 to 20 minutes without sunscreen. I doubt you are every single day. Then yes, you need to supplement. And if you have any kind of inflammation, anything wrong with you, little headaches, little rash, anything you need vitamin D as your supplement. So.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, next question. What kind of foods have vitamin D in them? Um, I just want to start off by saying to get an adequate amount of vitamin D from food would be kind of hard. So I still recommend supplementing, but fish like halibut eel, mackerel, rainbow trout, sockeye salmon, those have a lot of vitamin d in it and then there are some plants such as avocados and mushrooms certain types of mushrooms of course that do contain a high amount of vitamin d but again to get the amount that you would need to be in that normal or like what we consider normal range you're going to you're going to need to supplement.
1: Yes, for sure. And then we got asked what are good sunscreen brands, clean sunscreen brands like you had talked about in the last um, podcast that are not toxic to the body?
0: Yeah. Well, if you're taking vitamin D, then you shouldn't be putting crap on your body either because then you're still defeating the purpose. So A few that are a little bit more expensive are Arbonne and Young Living. Those are just two good brands in general. Um, I recently just started getting into Young Living and I really love all of their products. There really isn't any sort of bad stuff in them. It's kind of like doTERRA. I don't know if doTERRA makes a sunscreen, but if they do, I would also recommend that. Um, And then I always am looking at TJ Maxx because TJ Maxx will get like super expensive sunscreens and then you can get them for $5. Or whatever. So, Badger sunscreen is a good one. Raw Elements has like a face sun. Raw Elements has a face sunscreen that is almost like a tinted moisturizer, that is really good for you. Earth Mama is also another one you can get from TJ Maxx. All those I've seen for under five, six dollars. Um, a website that I use to check my sunscreens is ewg.com/skindeep that's just a general like toxin checker website. So if you're ever wondering like how toxic is my stuff, you can go on that website, but those are pretty good sunscreen brands that are easy to find. So TJ Maxx Marshalls, um, sprouts by us. I just got like three badger sunscreens for $4 each. It was so nice. You don't
1: have to spend a fortune. And a lot of times the ones that are a fortune have crap in them. So
0: more money does not mean
1: cleaner. Yeah. All right. Well, that is all we have for you all today. Um, Hopefully we answered all your questions. And if you have any more, you can always reach out to us on our email or even through Instagram and we can answer your question individually. So yes, we can. (laughs) All right, you guys have a good Wednesday. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us today on the Elevate Empower Evolve podcast. If you love this episode and you know someone that it would impact, please, please, please share it. We would be forever grateful. Also, we would love to hear your honest thoughts and comments. So leave us a review, follow us on Instagram, or shoot us an email of topics you would love to hear, and it will help us conquer our mission to impact as many women as we can. Thanks again. Bye.